0: Welcome to episode four of the Soul Led Leaders podcast and this one is for you if you have ever found yourself running what I call superhero syndrome. Being a crusader is hardwired into your DNA but frankly you are exhausted from feeling like you're doing it all on your own and it falls on your shoulders. So... If you want to set yourself free for that and discover how to inspire a tribe of people around you to support you on the mission you're here for, make sure you listen to today's episode. The Soul Led Leaders podcast is for corporate leaders who are making waves and changing the rules with their hearts, not just their heads, but they know that their secret 3am self-talk is getting in the way. Where others stress about the status quo, you're the action taker who drives the changes and making a difference and being a crusader is hardwired into your DNA. The Soul Ed Leader podcast is here to help. Led by Claire Yosa, law changer, eight times author and international speaker, each episode is designed to help you to clear out the secret glass ceilings you never realized you'd put in your own way so that you can step up showing up with all of who you really are and reclaim your power to make the difference you know you are really here to make in the world with clarity, confidence and passion. Welcome, and today is for you if you're like me and you've got that T-shirt of having to do it all yourself. Now, when we're in a corporate environment, we generally have colleagues and a team around us, but that doesn't always mean we've got the support we need. And when you're a soul-led leader, you'll have this habit of having brilliant ideas that you want to make happen. And when somebody looks around and says, well, this a great idea, Claire, who could do that? you find your hand rising up in the air and it's your monkey yet again. Now, this leads to exhaustion, to overwhelm, to resentment. It means that we're working all the hours, we're not seeing our loved ones and self-care is a distant memory. But we feel we have to do it because after all, who else would? Now, When I work with soul-led leaders, either in my membership, the soul-led leader in a circle, or with my one-to-one clients or on my courses, one of the things that comes up over and over again is you see a problem and you want to fix it. So you go and take action, yeah? Everybody else is whinging about the status quo and you're the person out there doing something to change it. But it's the fastest route to burnout and it leads to resentment I've even seen clients who have left companies they loved because they resented the fact that everybody turned to them to fix everything on top of their normal job. And I am not sitting an ivory tower on this. Back when I co-led the EU VAT action campaign and we got EU law changed, the reason I ended up co-leading that campaign is we could see somebody needed to do something. And a few of us were chatting on social media saying, great, where's the support group? Where's the campaign group? How can we support them? And we realized there wasn't one and it became us. And we gave three years of our lives to that campaign on an almost full time basis at many points. But here's the thing. Once we had got that law changed, other things came up like GDPR and the group of people we had led instantly turned to us and said, hey, you guys, could you fix this for us? And every other challenge that was facing the small business community at the time, people were turning to us. And when we said no, it upset quite a few people because they'd come to rely on us so that they didn't need to take the action. And you might have felt it yourself as team member, colleague, or friend comes into your office or comes up to your desk or these days gives you a quick call or a Zoom call and says, hey, Claire, I'm really stressed about this or Did you know that Fred's behaving in that way and that's simply not okay? What can we do about it? Which actually means what can you do about it, yeah? And you find yourself wanting to help them and taking it on board. So the thing is, this turns us into superheroes. It means that we convince ourselves we're the only person who can do it or who will do it. And so we go out there and take that action and end up doing it on our own. And we might try and win a few people over. But because the whole energy with which we're approaching it is, hey, it's already my baby, I'll look after this. The likelihood of them saying, do you want me to take that burden off you is incredibly, incredibly low. A lot of people I work with, and I've done this myself before, are also running a pattern of I don't really want to ask them, I don't want to inconvenience them, I don't want them to feel beholden to me, I don't want them to feel obligated, so I just won't ask for the help I need. And I learned this lesson from a boss I had in my corporate days called Joe. And I was in a very high pressure role, a senior role, and I remember that more and more projects were landing on my plate and I could see my team was already overloaded and Joe came into me saying we need to do this now as well and it was fixing a problem I'd identified so it was seen to be my monkey and I remember almost bursting into tears just thinking we're already doing 14 hour days we're already barely seeing our families of travel what do we do and Joe said something that was life-changing for me she said okay Claire I get that this still needs to happen she saw me wobble what needs to drop So this is one of the first things. If you find yourself being that crusader, that superhero, what needs to drop? The classic opportunity cost. If I take on this crusade, this campaign, running this project or this initiative, what do I then need to drop? Because my workload wasn't exactly empty before. And even if you can't have that discussion with somebody who's in the decision-making role for you, you need to at least have it with yourself before you decide to take that on. Because when we take on initiative after initiative, project and idea after project and idea, we end up exhausted and we don't do any of our work well. Then there's another reason why we can end up being crusaders, going out there solo and doing all the things, leading every committee, making every difference we can. And it comes back to the four P's of imposter syndrome that we've talked about before. And you can find my model for this on the show notes for today's episode, clayosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash zero four. So pop by there and make sure you have a look at this model. So the four P's of imposter syndrome, perfectionism, procrastination, project paralysis, and people pleasing. This came out of my last 15 plus years specializing in the field and the major landmark research study I ran on it last year. If you haven't read the research study white paper yet, again, you can get that over at the show notes page, claireyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash zero four. So how did the four Ps of imposter syndrome get us out there running superhero syndrome? Number one, P for perfectionism. If we're running perfectionism, setting our standards so high that they're almost unachievable, and if we do achieve, them, we write it off as fluke or luck, then the chances of us delegating and allowing somebody else to make the change that we were part of the idea for is really low. What if they don't do it right? What if they don't succeed? What if it brings you more work as you're delegating it? The standards you hold yourself to which are not necessarily healthy if you're running perfectionism, get projected onto other people, which makes letting go of a great idea really, really hard. The second P, procrastination. Maybe there's something else that you're secretly avoiding. Maybe it's difficult. Maybe it's triggering imposter syndrome. Maybe, if we're honest, it's boring. And it's not as exciting as running a campaign or a crusade or setting up an initiative or being responsible for something being able to use whatever it is that you've put your superhero uniform on for as a means to procrastinate and not have to do that other project has what we call secondary gain, which we've talked about before. And it's there in my book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome, look up in the index or search it on Kindle. Secondary gain, what is that crazy behavior doing for me? What do I gain or get to avoid by doing this? So if you find yourself regularly picking up projects that don't really belong to you, or being made—I'm using air quotes there—made responsible for a project when it was your idea that really it doesn't belong to you, just pause and ask yourself: Am I using this to procrastinate? What is working on this new project doing for me? What do I get to avoid? And you might want to do some work on that. The third P: Project Paralysis. This is the complete avoidal. Avoidance, avoidal—new avoidance, word. <laughs> This is the playing hide and seek with a 3-year-old. Yeah, where they hide behind their hands and think you can't see them and that's what we're doing with the project. It's the kind of project where we don't work on it until the last minute. And then we use adrenaline, caffeine, sugar, everything else, stress to push on through to that deadline. Taking on loads of other things that don't really belong to you, being that crusader, that campaigner in your organisation or your industry, revolutionising it, rewriting the rules, is all very laudable. But are you doing it to make a difference or are you doing it to escape from something that you don't really want to be doing? Again, it's that secondary gain. And then the fourth P is people-pleasing okay, is saying yes when secretly your heart is saying no, and taking on stuff that doesn't belong to you, to feel like you belong, or so that you don't get criticized by the CEO, or so that you make sure you get a good appraisal, or so that you increase your chances of getting that next promotion and the visibility and recognition you know you deserve. When we look at our motivations for why are we behaving this way, and we clear out that secondary gain, that deep unmet need, that hidden need that's driving the behavior, then we can make a conscious choice about, do I go out there and do this myself or do I delegate? Do I find a team to support me with this? And this is really where the power of connection comes in. The seven C's we've been talking about in this mini series during the launch phase of the Soul Led Leaders podcast, connection is number four. Okay, so we've got clarity, confidence, credibility, connection, creativity, commitment, and celebration. Number four is connection. Who is in your network? Who is in your tribe? Who is in your dream team? And then going back to what we talked about in an earlier episode, inspire them with your vision. Identify the opinion leaders in your organization, in your industry. Work with them Influence them authentically. Find a win-win for them to get them on board and then let go and trust, yeah? When you work on inspiring them rather than motivating them, You get back to what we talked about in a previous episode about that vision being the why behind a goal's what. And when you inspire people at the vision level and you get them down to the identity level of who do I get to become as a person if I join in with this project or program, then you've got them on board. Then you'll get them taking the inspired action that creates breakthroughs. Then you get to do what I often recommend to my students, my soul-led leader in a circle members and my one-to-one mentoring clients, you get to be a conduit rather than a crusader. People will still come to you with the brilliant ideas. You will still have them yourself, those innovative changes, those problems that need solving. But instead of them landing on your desk and taking root there, you become the conduit to find the perfect person to pass them on to through the power of, of connection and your ability to inspire and enthuse. So if you really want to make an impact in your organization, in your industry, in your business, in the world, it's essential to practice cultivating the skill of being a conduit, not a crusader, and saving your personal energy for the programs, projects and ideas where you can make the biggest difference. So your do one thing challenge from today's episode of the Soul Led Leaders podcast and make sure you get the soul notes, you get the show notes. Hey, I'm going to start calling them soul notes. That's so cool. You get the show notes at claireyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash zero four. Your do one thing action today is think about a project or a program or an initiative that you've got involved in that you think is actually weighing you down that maybe you're starting to resent. And ask yourself this question in order to spot whether there's some secondary gain, a hidden need that that project is meeting that you need to clear out. What do I gain from doing this? What do I get to avoid by doing this? Let me know your answer. Hello at clayosa.com. And make sure you have subscribed to this podcast if you love it via your favorite podcast app. It's free. After this launch phase with this mini series, it's every Monday morning for you, ready and waiting to fire you up for the week. And get on my VIP list at soulledleaders.com for the inside scoop, for a reminder when each episode comes out, and for subscriber-only bonuses, resources, and strategies, including... In July, I am running a free 90-minute workshop for you to create your 2020 Soul Led Leader action plan and spot how you might get in your own way and create a plan to get past that. The only way to get your invitation-only ticket to join us for that is to register free at soulledleaders.com. I can't wait to share that one with you. And if you're interested in applying to join us in the Solar Leaders Inner Circle, you can find out more and see if it's a great fit for you at clayosa.com forward slash join. I would love to get to share this with you. And I'll be back tomorrow with episode five when I'm going to be spilling the beans on how I created the experience in the Lockdown Leadership Conference that left people after eight hours of live online feeling inspired, motivated, and excited to create a wave of soul-led leadership so that you can learn how to do this in your organization too. I can't wait to share that with you show notes, deep dive resources, and access to Claire's inspirational twice weekly soul-led leaders. Email is available for you at claireyosa.com forward slash soul-led leaders.